Hello and welcome to Euphoria, the podcast all about the great glam and garish from Eurovision past. My name is Roland Bodnam, and as ever, I am joined by Eurovision superfan <laughs> Isabel Chillman. <laughs> hey, you dick. <laughs> hey, 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 Isabel, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Roland. How are you? I am very good. It is the day after the Eurovision Oof. Song Contest yeah. has taken place. Um, I went out after the show because it finished at seven o'clock here uh, and then stayed at Caroline, my girlfriend's place. So I've just come home to my apartment and I'm currently sat in uh, the immediate aftermath of my party yesterday. So there's confetti on the floor. There's open bottles of Prosecco all around me. <laughs> I feel a bit gross, but uh, I am in the Eurovision spirit. Did you have a good time, mate? I did indeed. I was a bit, uh, a bit, a bit poorly recently. Oh man! So I wasn't at. Well, I felt I wasn't at my brilliant best, but um, <laughs> I'm sure you were. Apparently, I was. <laughs> I'm sure. I got, I'm I got sure some lovely compliments were. from the people that came along. Anyone who's listening, who came last night, thank you so so much for coming along. Um, we had some people, Roland, who came last year to the previous yeah. venue, the Amersham Arms. Um, and mm. they apparently have been checking the Amish Moms website for the past no. 12 months, trying oh. to find it again. And luckily, we contacted everyone who came last year and said, no, no, new venue. Um, so they oh. came along and brought some friends. How nice is that? Oh. Wonderful. Wow, that's so nice. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Well, I'm glad you had a, a good time. And Israel, Tel Aviv put on quite a show. So um, what we're going to do this episode is we're briefly going to uh, cover some of our personal highlights. Uh, we're going to talk about the scores and the eventual winner. Spoiler, it was Netherlands. And we will talk about the show in general, uh, what we liked, what we didn't like. Um, the halftime was definitely a halftime of two halves as well. Uh, we'll let you guess which half was the high and which half was the <laughs> pretty low. Um, first, before we start anything talking about uh, last night in particular, mm -hmm. Isabel... I feel like, uh, I know we, we went on quite a lot about it on Twitter when it happened, but I feel like it's worth making a point that Euphoria podcast did make yeah. its first transition from audio to visual <laughs> with your uh, starring role on Channel 5 News on Friday night. I know, uh, right? Do you want to give us a little behind-the-scenes info, any gossip, any uh, what it was like being on uh, in the 5 News studio? Oh, a bit of B BTS. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was very funny. I, was, I came back from Amsterdam. I'm a little jaunt around Europe last week didn't I mm. uh, got back from Amsterdam landed on Heathrow switched my phone on and I had a message from a journalist saying hi can you come on five news tonight to talk about Eurovision yeah. oh my god uh, <laughs> well yes definitely not saying uh -huh. no to that regardless uh -huh. of how tired I am uh, yeah it was a good laugh met a guy called Toby he's a TV critic he was a nice mm. chap um, hi Toby if you're listening to this now yeah, um, it's not much to say. It's not very glamorous. <laughs> like you, you think it'd be more glamorous than it is. You yeah. find out a car's going to come pick you up, and you genuinely get a text saying your chariot awaits. Wow! With like the name, and I was like, oh great, got in. 
It no, smelled like someone had eaten a kebab in there and then farted out that oh, entire no. kebab. It was, and then I just got really paranoid that I was going to go in stinking Smelling. of kebab and they'd think, oh, it's this stinky kebab Eurovision girl. Oh, I love no. a kebab. I don't like a farty kebab, though. No, and not just before you're about to go on air. No, my, my, my moment on screen. Yeah, my yeah. first ever moment on live TV. Wow. No, it was really good. Very nice. All over and done with very quickly. It was a four-minute segment. Um, but very good and hopefully the start of things to come yeah we shall see I feel like you're on some sort of list good list now some sort of good <laughs> list for uh, good any list. <laughs> yeah any Eurovision comment then hopefully uh, uh, we will be uh, being contacted soon but I will say mate you did uh, an amazing job and it, I was very proud uh, not only seeing the name of our show on that screen, but I think you did an amazing job. You did not succumb to being any less of your judgy wudgy <laughs> self, which I was very proud of. Uh, you laid down the law and you set uh, everyone straight with what you thought of the UK I can't act. control my face. No, well... <laughs> I can't, like, I know this has been a problem throughout my life. I can't make my face look like it's having a good time if I'm, it's not having a good time. You I was having a good time, time don't get yeah, me wrong. I was having a great time fun. on TV. Yeah. But if someone says something... I yeah. don't agree with. I've got no control over my facial muscles. It's You're not, I'm not fan. being rude. It just happens. It's yeah, like the I, same thing with my laugh. I can't control it. It just falls out my mm, mouth. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I don't think it, you know, people, we had a couple of people on Twitter say like, oh my God, it's a dream to be described as a Eurovision super fan on uh on live tv and i think that that is true we're not we're not saying like oh, oh no. shit, shit that you got called eurovision super fan uh it's just it yeah i mean but when, when you've, you've told done... someone they asked me what would you say yeah. what was what's your bio and i said yeah co-host of euphoria podcast yeah toby's a tv critic he mm. didn't get called a tv super fan tv super fan <laughs> he got called a tv critic yeah, i think yeah. that's perfectly fine for me to be called Euphoria podcast, podcast co-host, co-host. A podcast yeah, yeah. host about I Eurovision, mean, and they even it. did you notice that they took our bloody tagline for the opening bit? Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> the great glam and garish. I was like, that's that's ours. That's our thing. Can't oh, just that take that. Thing. I mean, someone's clearly been listening. So thanks to Channel Five. It's because for I that. wrote it down. Oh, you they did, did you? Yeah, bio, and I wrote down exactly that. Yeah, oh, they wow. steal our bloody tagline <laughs> and call me a super fan. <laughs> I'm just going to call uh, anyone it, that's good at their job a super fan of yeah. that now. <laughs> you're, you're a real video super fan, aren't you, Roman? Yeah. Oh, I love them. I just like, I can't get enough of them. Uh, but, uh, I mean, from the, you know, obviously we're very grateful to Channel 5 for oh, yeah, uh, putting us it. on. And, <laughs> Please have me uh, back. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's just those things, isn't it? Uh, okay, cool. So that is enough of that. Let's move on, Isabel. As we're all aware... At the end of an excellent show put on by Tel Aviv, the eventual winner, as predicted by me, was <laughs> <laughs> the Netherlands uh, with Duncan Lawrence's song Arcade. Isabel, mm. um, we spoke about it before, so we don't necessarily need to spend too long speaking about it. What is your thoughts on the fact that Arcade won? And maybe we can talk about the top five as well, just in general. Yeah, I mean, 
I was I'm, I was wrong. You were right. I was wrong. As <laughs> was a few other people that I spoke to about this, including our, our mate Stephen, who works at the Racing Post. Yeah. Right, Stephen. Um, he uh, he put a bet on Netherlands. And he was definitely wanting them to win. So when I said now Italy's going to win, he was like, better not as well. My <laughs> wife's going to be livid. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you were right. I, I to be honest, I just don't I don't get it. I, it's not bad. It's fine. It's a nice song. I quite like the song. I don't really get why it's won. Um, and then that that's just, that's not me being um, judgy about the song and that's not me being judgy about anyone's musical tastes. It's mainly judgy about my own musical tastes. I just don't <laughs> get it. It just yeah. doesn't do that much for me in terms, it's nice and I'd listen to it. It's a nice song. Yeah. But I, it to me, it doesn't scream Eurovision winner. I don't know. I just found it really odd this year. Yeah, I think, I think it's just one of those things where a, a song starts getting up ahead of steam and and you know almost runs away with it just off of the hype of people listening to it and i i i get you know it's it's a nice song and i think a lot of people enjoyed it um and i just think that with some songs when the conversation starts going oh uh, well this is the favorite then mm. that just that just uh, pushes it forwards even more yeah um and i think that i think that that, that was the case um it was so I, I close am, between netherlands and italy uh, well i was just gonna say I, I was just gonna say because uh you know as we know isabel you've been uh, pretty uh perfect in your selections for the eurovision winners for the past three few years but i uh i'm not gonna replay the audio that i uh of me saying but i did say that there would be a two horse race at the top with uh, the netherlands first italy second very close and then a big mm. gap to the third and yeah. what do we have here we have yeah. a 28 point gap between first and second and then a hundred or a, a 96 point i think that is my math isn't great this morning but uh, uh gap between second and third it's the probably the most accurate eurovision prediction i've ever made um not saying i was <laughs> accurate about uh everything else i think quite a lot of the other stuff that i said is incorrect now but yeah. i um am pleased that i was i was correct with that i you know i i think i'm happy that italy plays so high um, obviously, you know, we both said in uh, the last episode that I think we would have preferred for Italy to win. Um, the music's slightly more contemporary, uh, more sort of broader appeal um, and uh, more interesting. I think it's a more interesting song. Yeah, much yeah. more interesting yeah. song, more interesting performance. I think it was uh, not saying Duncan. I am saying Duncan did deserve to win. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to claim that I wasn't going to say that. Yeah. In, yeah. in relation to Italy, I, I don't. I don't think the right one did win. I think Italy mm. sh- Soldi was a much more interesting song. Yep. But it's it's coming second and so close. I, I mean, it's not obviously the winner is really all that counts. Yeah. <laughs> and Eurovision it, it because you get to host it next year and you're exactly. the winner. But. Mahmoud is now he's alongside Eleni as yeah. the best ever second place entries yes. of all time. Yeah, absolutely. It is in, I think it's telling as well that the eventual winning song came third in the jury vote and second in the public vote. So it wasn't top for either the jury or the uh no. the public, but the combination of the two points shows that it uh 
it, yeah, it, it eventually won, which, it, you know, that's part of the system and that's how it works. And it's not a, a problem with the, the way that we do voting. Um, but I think it means that something that is slightly more middle of the road, uh, you know, something is going to end up gonna, on top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and the more interesting ones will come. come let's let's have, a, have a chat about the, the difference between the jury and the public mm. voting, shall we, <laughs> Roland? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Couple of surprises for me. Yeah. <laughs> Firstly, North Macedonia. <laughs> Who from North Macedonian <laughs> Tourism Board is is handed <laughs> out <laughs> cash, I know, cash in envelopes I know. to judges across the world? That was a, what the hell was going on there? I mean, it's a good song, <laughs> but why yeah. why did that do so well with Jewy? It's interesting. I mean, Everyone technically. On a technical level, she's a very good singer. Um, and, you know, we both said we, we liked the song. Um, but, yeah, it was a real it surprise. It deserve to be up at the top, though. Yeah. I did a drinking game, um, as you do, uh, with the point system. So everyone has certain countries. And if they get in the top three points from each country... Uh, you have to drink and bless uh, one of the women who was here uh, I gave her North Macedonia and was like oh no you'll be fine with that and then inevitably I was yelling at her every 30 seconds to drink because it was at the top of every single point <laughs> very unusual very sur- I mean I guess it was the Austria of this year wasn't it yeah. it was just completely not in the conversation and then by the end of the jury vote it was uh second in the running very odd i'm i'm just very happy that the public saw yes, what i it- saw which was <laughs> not a winning song no no <laughs> um, not a winning performance uh, no. and it ended up eighth luckily because that although been... i don't know that we can necessarily uh clear the public of any wrongdoing Ooh, because we cannot the leading televote was norway's spirit in the sky which as we know isabel and i did not rate particularly highly uh before the show uh isabel why do you think that is that they led the way I don't know, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad song. It was a fun performance. Actually, in yeah. terms of in the spirit of Eurovision, yeah. Spirit in the Sky does make sense. You know, it yeah. is um it has a good beat to it. It has mm. that cultural authenticity behind it though, mm. with um uh, the Sammy uh, vocals included in it. So actually if you look at what Europe likes from Eurovision or what a Eurovision audience likes from their performances mm. you know what it does make sense I, I, I'm i surprised it got the highest from yeah. the voting audience yeah, but too. I'm not surprised it did well I am yeah. more surprised however about the Czech Republic only getting oh. seven from the voting public <laughs> seven well, yeah I mean we did say as well uh, in the lead up that it could be that the Eurovision public are over the kind of young man boy pop uh, that I am such a fan of. <laughs> uh, you know, after after Sweden last year with Benjamin and Grosso, uh, perhaps that sort of song just isn't going to do it anymore. Yeah, you and did it, mention and, that actually in the previous yeah. episode. And mm. it does seem like actually it's a time for pop men with people like Duncan Lawrence and Soldi and... Um, uh, who else? John Lundvink, although he didn't do that well in the public vote. Um, you know, it seems like it's about uh, 
the slightly more mature artist. Yeah, uh, but maybe that's maybe. it then. Maybe it's not. Yeah, it's not um, just in terms of a mature man, but they want mm. a serious man. Actually, mm, yes. You look at Duncan. Yes. You look at Mahmood. Even mm. old Sergi from Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they like him a bit more dark and dark and moody. Although Luca, Switzerland did very well. That did really well on the public vote. Two twelve. They were quite high up in the odds, though. And I, you know, I, again, I wasn't sure about that one. Um, but um, yeah, it, I think it, it definitely looks like the tide is turning for our young boys of pop. <laughs> mm, sad times for you, mate. I know, I know. You. Well, you know, I'm getting old as well, so I think I'm still in the, in the running for that. But uh, um, I won't be able to appreciate the the boy pop for much longer, probably. Um, Australia uh, having shot up in the odds in the build up. I think there's always one uh, country that generally shoots up in the odds and then slightly disappoints uh, with the scores on the night. Ended up pretty much exactly where we predicted it would be. It was uh, yeah. ninth overall on the night but um disappointing if you were following the odds in the lead up and hoping for an australian victory yeah um and iceland did yes. phenomenally well i'm really they would well they did a lot better than i think a lot of people expected them to came in 10th yes. did not very well with the jury vote 48 total but then obviously the public vote bumped them up in 10th yep. place very happy with that i i missed it on the uh, actual uh when it happened uh because we were doing the drinking game but did you see uh there were there were wonders whether the, the uh political side may come out mm-hmm. and uh of course uh the iceland did it controversial boys from iceland pulled out two or three uh, palestine uh, banners when their score was given out i'm sure if they'd won they would have waited until they were on the stage which would have been very awkward um mm-hmm. but uh, so, yes yeah. they did uh bring politics to eurovision which they also is- did you see there's a photo of them holding um a the rainbow pride flag and the trans flag too oh yeah i did see that i mean they're yeah such they're such a you good know, bunch they are a good bunch they you know they went you knew exactly what you were getting with them they weren't going to be fake uh you know fake they're not lordy they're uh they're <laughs> stick to their guns on certain things and uh they've got opinions and um they don't really give a shit about sticking to any guidelines. Um, no, and good for them. Why should yeah. they? This is their one shot. It's their one yeah. go. You know, most likely it's their only chance at Eurovision. It's their only chance for an audience this large. This is what we've talked about before. This is your one shot to have this many people watching you. If you've got something to say, yeah. well, say it. They are. Good on yeah. them, I say. <laughs> um, one thing, a uh, couple more things I want to bring up <laughs> to do with the evening. Firstly... Hmm. Congrats, San Marino, oh, for the highest placing say. ever, ever. <laughs> say oh, say wow. na na na. Twentieth place, San Marino. Yes, nailed it, Sir Hat. Love it. Good for you. And I think it's also well worth pointing out that in the televote, they were tenth on the night, <laughs> so they <laughs> did remarkably well. And good yeah. on the rest of Europe for getting behind them and uh, putting them in tenth place in the public vote. Bless San Marino. <laughs> Let's hope that this means that. They they're going to carry on going for a long time into the future. If I they ever win, so. who knows where they'll, where they'll host it, but uh, it's just great. I can't wait till I'm rich enough to make myself the San Marino entry. <laughs> It'll happen. Don't worry. That's It'll all happen. I'm aiming for. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> that would be a great documentary, mate. Oh, my God. That would Maybe be... That can, would be oh, yeah, you can film just, it. 
You're good with video. You're a video super fan. (laughs) Video super fan Roland Bodnam. Yeah, Um, good on San Marino. Also, A, it was really hilarious when Germany got zero points from the audience because that song was a pile of crap. (laughs) And B, it's not a shock at all that the UK entry came in last because it was uh, worse than a lot of entries, or not a lot, worse than some entries that didn't get through the semi-finals. Yeah. Yeah. It is lazy and boring of anyone to claim <laughs> that Brexit is the reason why Anything we do, do so badly at Eurovision. It is absolute yep. bullshit. <laughs> yep. Pardon my French, yep. but it is. Yep. We have not placed highly in 10 years. That's way before Brexit happened. Lucy yep. Jones came 15th in 2017, which is after the Brexit vote happened. Immediately after, yeah. And fundamentally if uh, you know I, I said this earlier on twitter if politics if political agendas had anything to do with uh people doing well or not doing well at eurovision if a, if a country that is disliked politically mm. if that actually impacted it why does russia always do well why are yeah. they almost always in the top 10 often they in get the top five very regularly they get booed at the you know they get booed yeah. there yeah but they still do well if that yeah. was the case russia would be joint last with us we'd be mm. you know they wouldn't be competing anymore it's because we keep putting through poor entries. These are yep. not strong enough. It's wet. It's boring. Sorry, Michael. Lovely voice, mm. but BBC, do better. We've been saying this for years. Everyone's been saying it for years. Yeah, absolutely. And I think hopefully as well, if you start getting on more uh, <laughs> media and press things, that message can be spread across the UK and someone will listen to it and write us a good song. Fingers crossed. Okay, now let's move away from the scores uh, and talk about the night in general itself. Uh, I mentioned the halftime show because, Isabel, I don't know how closely you were watching or if you turned off. Oh, I was. uh, You were. Because I think it's fair to say that this halftime show featured some of the best performing for the halftime show. Mm -hmm. Not quite Sweden levels, but some of the best. And equally, some of the worst. Uh, <laughs> we had an amazing, you wouldn't even call it a medley, would you? It, it, was, it was a mashup. A mashup, that was it. Would you, do you want to talk about the mashup? Because I know you were all, all about the mashup. Oh my God, it was incredible. I was screaming. It was mm. absolutely amazing. So if you didn't see it, Google it. Google mm. Eurovision mashup now. You will watch four, four, five Eurovision icons, four. Five, uh, five, five, four, five, <laughs> five Eurovision icons yep. sing someone else's Eurovision song in a different style, which was phenomenal to watch. Eleni from last mm. year mm. singing Verka Saduka <laughs> was one of the most iconic things I have ever witnessed. It I've rewatched amazing. that video at least three times today already. Yeah. Uh, incredible. And also just having Verka there and Verka being Verka and being amazing yeah. and singing Netta Toy and in the same oh outfit with the same dancers. Yeah. Oh, dreamy, dreamy, dreamy. Absolutely. Israel, this is, this is, and this is what we're going to go on to. This shows that Israel does not need outside help no. for creativity and wonderfulness at doing, yeah. you know, putting on a Eurovision show. That was, as you said, basically second to Sweden as yeah. one of my all-time favourite interval acts. It was yeah. 
so well thought through, so fun, so silly. everything about Eurovision. Really clever, really smartly done, beautiful, absolutely hilarious. I could have watched that for an hour, solid. They could have just had that as its own contest and I would watch it. Yeah, it was an all-stars, basically, but For sure. you know, done, in a, done in a genius way where they sung each other's songs, which I think is, is so, yeah, is so clever and, and smart. Um, I, when I first heard about that happening, I, did, I had no idea how Eleni was going to do that song, but um, it she worked it. amazingly. Absolutely brilliant. It was so good. Um, on the other end of the scale here, uh, we had Madonna come in, do a pre-recorded interview. Uh, it was not live in the, in the stadium or in the green room live. It was done, uh, I think, during one of the rehearsals that day. Um, and then come on and, rumour has it, uh, lip sync to one of her songs. Uh, <laughs> um, one of her old songs and then do a it's new song. It's worth a million with, quid, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, with Quavo, uh, rapper from America. Uh, <laughs> what, what did we At this point, we were pretty much ignoring it but we had lots of comments of oh this is rubbish compared to all the european uh, performers um yeah what what was the vibe on your end uh well i was in a very small room with a lot of gay men so as Mm. soon as she started singing like a prayer they were all screaming along yeah yeah but um, as soon as she stopped singing like a prayer they all got very bored quite yeah. quickly yeah. Yeah. and absolutely no one was interested in her stupid interview beforehand oh, absolutely yeah, nonsense yeah. crap that was coming out of her mouth she's <laughs> um, I know I know I've had this argument with so many people before I know yeah. that she has done iconic things in the past in for, the past. For, for many different communities, especially yes. for the gay community, for the queer community in general. Um, that was in the past. Mm. Though now I just find her unbelievably obnoxious and self-righteous yeah. and yeah. smug. That interview yeah. was a pile of crap. <laughs> it went on far too long. And her performance, yep. as you've said was not as good as people who were performing in Eurovision. People who I had... Just think, and it, how was it worth a million quid? It was right. mental. Yeah, it was people who had, you know, very limited budgets, six people maximum allowed on stage, and props that had to be got on and off stage within the 30 seconds of yep. the postcard before. Whereas she had, uh, you know, I, I didn't count, but 30, 40 people on stage, huge set, um, you know, all the lighting special effects you could ask for. And the impact of her performance was... Um, minimal. W- minimal compared to <laughs> the likes of Duncan Lawrence, which, you know, he had a piano and some lighting and a, and a weird bulb that came down the stage. But, you know, that was very <laughs> effective and uh, and clearly did very well for him. Uh, so, yeah, I think hopefully the Eurovision hosts will take this uh, forwards, <laughs> you know, going ahead and know that we don't need the likes of your Justin Timberlake and your Madonnas to make Eurovision something special. It already is. Mm. Um, Who's famous in Holland? Who's famous in Holland? That's a good question. <laughs> Who's uh, famous in Holland that they can get on so they don't have to I go d- elsewhere? Sure. Well, we d- clearly, as Dutch. we learned... I'm going to Google As we this. learned from yesterday, we, we don't even need anyone outside of the Eurovision family. I mean, I know we can't do the same thing every year where we get... Um, you know Eurovision superstars to sing other people's songs but I'm sure we can come up with something creative to to do with them um, 
No, uh, yeah, I just want I'm, the same. I just want that same performance every year, actually. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> as so they slowly get older and older, man's in his with a Zimmer frame, just like creeping about the stage. God, he's so gorgeous, isn't he? Oh my god! Literally, like people who had never seen Manz's performance here, <laughs> uh, some of the Americans, every time he sort of squinted his eyes to the camera, were uh, like almost squealing uh, <laughs> with excitement. I was too, of course. Uh, but yeah, that was he's he's quite something he's amazing <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's lovely um isabel let's talk lastly about 2020 eurovision 2020 the start of a new decade of eurovision and of course it is going to be hosted in the netherlands unless something terrible happens um what do you think about the netherlands where do you think it will be hosted and do you think that they will do a good job. Oh, I'm sure they do a wonderful job <laughs> yeah. where it's hosted. Yeah. Amsterdam. Probably. Maybe. I would imagine so. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was um, thinking that we had this side this conference. I was talking mm. to my mate our mate Gary about this yesterday on the way back. So I had this conference this week that was in Amsterdam that mm. ended Friday. So I can you know, I came home Friday, Eurovision finals on Saturday. I don't know what the dates are going to be for Eurovision yeah, next year. Yeah, they're going to be pretty close. But if it's the same as this year with this conference, our delegates are going to be pretty screwed about places yeah. to stay. Yes, Because it'll be not on any... exactly the same time as Eurovision is taking place. So we might have to move the conference, probably. Yeah, uh, that is interesting. When worlds collide there, your professional life is being impacted by, uh, <laughs> the, by the Eurovision uh, world. Um <laughs> But I, I, you know, I think it's it's gonna be it's nice to know that there's not much politically or historically controversial with the Netherlands. Uh, you know, people may find something to boycott the Netherlands about or Eurovision about for being in the Netherlands. Uh, maybe illicit. <gasps> oh my God, Roland! Trading. Do you know who? Yeah? I've just found out someone who's Dutch. Who's Dutch? The Venger Boys. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 well, they have to be in it, surely. At oh least, my at, God. The, at the very least, in in one of the semi-finals. But uh, if on. they are not, then I am boycotting you every next year. <laughs> if the fact, I saw them perform it. like a year oh or so ago, they they were they were touring with Steps, and they were incredible. Wow, they were uh, genuinely incredible. Wow. Oh, wow. We okay. get to see Venga Boys. Venga Boys 2020. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Well, I think we should wrap it oh, up. Oh, wait. Actually, before we... Before we stop, Roland, before we okay, finish... Okay, sorry. One thing I want yeah. to bring up is the new the new scoring system. Yeah. Are you a fan or not a fan? Not a fan. I think it really? was cool. Really? Okay. <laughs> oh, but really did you see mean. John Lundvink's face when... <laughs> Yeah, because that's going to happen throughout. You know, with the previous one, it was yeah. it, that was still a new version of it. But when, yeah. the way that they did it, where they went from the least points to the most points, meant that there was still uh, surprises in there. You think back to Poland, two thousand and sixteen, when they introduced this. Poland got very little from the jury. They were basically what second to yeah. last, third from last. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then ended up in the top five because mm. of the public vote. So there's still yeah. those shocks in there, but instead. They, they've now done it so you go in order of least points to highest points it's, in the it's, jury it's the vote. Jur- yeah, the jury vote. And I think and what it, that does is, is, is it makes the tension for the final two 
you know, it, it adds the tension for the final two because there will always be a possibility but of I don't, I don't either think one winning. So. I think you can. I think it does two things. One, actually, if you're good with maths, you can work out. Oh, actually, it's mm. impossible for you know for Sweden to get any more than the Netherlands because we've already had loads of points come through for Norway and loads come through for Russia and loads, you know there's only there's an endless amount of points not everyone can get 200 300 points here so you can actually suss it out if you're good at maths I'm not but you can yeah, yeah, yeah. And secondly <laughs> I just think it's really cruel, in fact, it was, to do it that was with cruel, Sweden. Paul. Because they went on, it went on. Someone videoed this from last night. They filmed us from the start of when yeah. they went, oh, they're going to need 200 and X amount of points to be able to yeah. beat Netherlands and win. And uh, someone started filming it until they actually read it out. And it was over a minute. It was like a minute and it was almost a minute <laughs> and a half. John? Of them repeating, uh, oh, that Sweden need X amount of points to be able to win yeah. the Netherlands, and are they going to do it? And they need X amount of points. Don't know if there was a technical difficulty, which is why they had all, to keep repeating yeah. it. But I didn't. It, a, it went on too bloody long, and B, that is cruel to do that yeah. to the, the person who then you know Doesn't does not have those points. <laughs> Ninety three. You know, it's not like they said he needs two hundred and fifty points. Oh, he only he got, got two hundred and twenty. You yeah, could kind of yeah. go, ah, oh, so close. His... Never mind. But ninety three. He didn't have the most subtle he's a bit like you i think his face tells tells more but of the how story can you expect anyone to be okay with that when it's so yeah. he's so far away from winning he ended up sixth bless him yeah it's just a huge disappointment it's, it's not even like oh so close it's like oh oh, oh. oh that was oh dear. i didn't like it at all i want them to change yeah. it back i didn't like it it, yeah. it made me laugh when it was germany but <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't know i didn't like it zero uh, yeah, I think I think that that's a fair point, and we'll see. Maybe they'll tweak it again and go back to it. I love the two they give you know giving out the jury points and giving out the public points separately. Um, but yeah, the the way that they gave out the public votes was uh, yeah was maybe ov- overly uh, mean. Um, yeah, well there we go, Isabel. That is another Eurovision over done and dusted. Isn't it sad? I mean, it was a good show. Um, and you know it's uh, it's always a pretty exhausting build up to, to to it in the in the weeks or two beforehand. Um, you know it's it's uh, it's quite a lot to to handle. But that is it. Um, we are going to, as we said before, we are going to be doing two more uh, story and song episodes, our normal format, uh, before we close out for the season. Um, we are um, quite busy or all over the place over the next uh, mm. few weeks Isabel and I with uh, our regular lives um, so we need to work out exactly when that will be um, but we will absolutely be delivering you two more episodes before we close out so please keep your ears and eyes out for that one um, if you want to email us your reactions and your thoughts on the Eurovision Song Contest please do um, we're always happy to hear them uh, you can email us at euphoriapodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet us at euphoriacast or at Isabel Chelman at Roland Bodnam any journalist yeah. wanting to speak to me tweet me thanks <laughs> yeah tweet tweet is is better than email um <laughs> all right isabel is there anything you wanted to say before we close out oh uh, just thanks for a lovely eurovision mate and thanks to everyone yeah. who's been listening and for helping yeah. make it a lovely eurovision because you contribute to my <laughs> happiness on that evening you all do oh 
Oh, that's that's sweet. Uh, yeah, thank you, everyone. For- for listening uh we will be back with two more episodes uh in the very near future over the next month um but in the meantime thank you all very much we'll speak to you soon goodbye Bye.